better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino, Kyle Krabs, and Chris Schubert from the Draft Network. And we are your hosts here on this Tuesday episode of the show. Kyle, what's up? We have put this off long enough. It's time to build the perfect AFC East starting lineup. And Joe, mm-hmm. pray tell. How, what is your, or is this an inappropriate question to ask you at the top of the show? How many <laughs> players for each team? What is your breakdown distribution? Yes, yes your- it's inappropriate for the show. We do this at the end of all of these episodes. Why is think- this week the week you've decided to completely upend the way we do things? Because there's really compelling storylines at play, specifically with the AFCs. I, I say and what you're going to want to do is if you go to rlads.com and, and choose the Buffalo Bills depth chart, Spoiler, there's my picks. No, I didn't do that. I have three teams tied for the most. Oh, I do not have that. Um, See, that's why I wanted to start with this, but I'm being a a bum by doing so. I mean, it's not... It's not that big of a commanding thing. It's not like... It's the same... It's actually the same distribution as the NFC South in terms of what the first place teams had, then the next two, and then the last place. And I was okay. surprised by who was last. Cool, cool. You were surprised by who was last. Yeah. You love to oh, see no. it. You love to oh, see no. it. Oh, no. You love okay. to see the Jets not in last. You love I it. think, based on what you just said there, Kyle, I think we are going to have really different rosters. I have a feeling we are going to have very different rosters. Cool. This will be fun. Yes. You have the same quarterback, though, so I'm just going to write in Josh Allen, and we can move on to running back if that's okay yeah, with you guys. There's there's no discussion to be had based off the season that Josh Allen had last year. He is the only correct choice at this point in time for the AFC East. Are you Recent- playing 11 personnel, Joe? Uh, Yeah, 11 personnel. So you're, you're playing glorified 10 personnel? Really? Yes, I am. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Especially... I'm not, uh, not don't, don't come on, don't spoil anything. Chris is gonna start yelling at you. All right, Shuby lead us. Okay, running back. I'll go first. I don't have a problem with this. This is this was hard because there's no good options. Correct. <laughs> so correct. So as somebody who values the passing game, this is not necessarily the best pass catcher in the division, but I think it is the best pass blocker, and I think he is the like a very consistent wow, run you to day Ramondre right. Stevenson. I picked Damian Harris from the New England Patriots. <laughs> uh, I, he's just consistent runner. That's going to get the yards that I need him to get. And he's going to be excellent in pass protection. And he's the catch. He's going to catch the dump downs whenever Josh Allen rarely decides to do that. I also chose Damian Harris. Really? Okay. Yes, I did. Yeah. So a little bit more of a projection type selection for me, where you're thinking about Sony Michelle has had a large, prominent role in that backfield. And obviously James uh, White historically has been the pass catching back out of there. But I think Harris is ripe for opportunity to really take on Mm -hmm. a lot more this year Uh, and running behind the offensive line that I have constructed. I'm pretty excited about him um, being a no nonsense runner. And, you know, he has more physicality than what Miles Gaskin has. I think he has, a little bit more juice than either one of the Buffalo Bills guys. 
And the Jets, you know, you can be excited all you want for Michael Carter, but like he's a fourth round rookie, hasn't played a snap in the NFL, and the Michael P. Ryan's your next best option right there, unless you're counting Tevin Coleman. So Damian Harris was a productive player for them last year, showed signs of being the bell cow guy, and now I think there's more opportunity to be had. I, I had it stripped down to a Damian Harris, Miles Gaskin decision. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, why don't you start us off with wide receivers? So I have three wide receivers on my roster. Buffalo Bills wide receiver Stephon Diggs is one. Miami Dolphins wide receiver Will Fuller is two. And a very biased selection here, wide receiver Jalen Waddell, who was TDN's number one wide receiver in the 2021 NFL draft, is my third selection. Speed, 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 speed. You think about Josh Allen throwing to those three guys at the wide receiver position. You know, I thought maybe Corey Davis. I thought about Devontae. No. Nelson, no. I wanted <laughs> all the speed on the face of the planet. No, I didn't, <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just trying to be inclusive here. Nope, um, didn't need to. Diggs, Fuller, Waddle. All the speed on the face of the planet. Josh Allen's arm throwing to those guys is all the mismatch you could possibly dream of. All right, so I had Stefan Diggs. I had Jalen Waddle, and that's – I don't feel the need to justify myself, but I, it is a biased selection because I think anytime you put a rookie on here that's never played a snap, you do need to be able to point to something. And, and <laughs> I loved Jalen Waddle for a while. I was really disappointed yep. to see him go to the Miami Dolphins. You hate to see I it. hate to see it. Yeah, you do. Uh, yeah, matching him up with Josh Allen is really exciting and – also, because and this is, it feels weird. This this feels like a slight on Jalen Waddle, but don't take it that way. Because of some of the success that Jalen that Josh Allen has with Isaiah McKenzie, with wow. some of the jet motion, comp to and, Isaiah McKenzie. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. I that <laughs> that was not what I wanted you to take. But you think about that layer in addition to the vertical stuff and how well he separates and the over the over routes that Josh Allen throws so well. Yeah, I think. You go with with Jalen Waddle, um, and then my third receiver. I switched this several times. Uh, I picked Corey Davis from the New York Jets, and I thought, I thought, meshing him with Diggs and Waddle um, was a good choice. Davis very good after the catch, willing to work the middle of the field. I liked how those three skill sets would work together. Sounds like you picked a great skill set for what your tight end is capable of doing. Hmm. Hmm. My tight end's not very good after the catch, from, from what I've been told. Well, Joe, why don't you uh, why don't you tell us who your tight end is then? Michael Gasecki, Miami Dolphins. Yes. Who's your pick? Yes. I'll do my analysis. Michael Michael Gasecki. Yeah. yeah. One um, broken tackle in three seasons, Mike. Gusecki. And I still picked him. So I think I think right now people are like, "Oh, you didn't pick Jonu Smith." I'm like, "Yeah, no, I didn't pick Jonu Smith because Gasecki. It, it, what really." made me buy into Gusecki over Jonu Smith is the way Jonu Smith won at Tennessee, kind of leaking into space, a lot of yards after catch. Um, I thought he Your benefited. Your ain't going to do that. No, no, yeah, it's like a benefit of the – no disrespect to Jonu Smith. He did not deserve to be the highest paid tight end in NFL history in terms of guaranteed money. Like, no way. And he wasn't that productive for Tennessee. But I think that offense really helped him. And for Gusecki, I thought – I'm obviously it's way more length, way more catch radius, way more above the rim game, way more seam busting ability. And that's what I wanted for my offense to go with Josh Allen and the, these mm -hmm. wide receivers. I didn't care any, about what John did, did you give any consideration to Hunter Henry? That was what I was just going to ask. I, I did, but man, I, I, and I know that's not 
going to be completely consistent in everything that I pick. The injuries there just make me nervous. Yeah, that's fair. And Mike showed a great deal of toughness. You know, you thought he was done for the season when he had hurt his shoulder against Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, missed the end of that football game. And then, like, Miami had a skeleton crew at wide receiver, and Gusecki's out there with a shoulder harness, and he's playing. And it's just, like, a great testament to the toughness that he has as a player. And, uh, unfortunately, he's going to give you next to zero as an inline tight end. But if you got Josh Allen and the Bills played 10 personnel more more than anybody in the league aside of the Arizona Cardinals last year, then like, yeah, I'm okay with a big slot in Mike Kosecki who, who can get up the field and took more snaps. So he took 188 snaps last year as a perimeter wide receiver versus I think 122 with his hand in the dirt. So he lined up more as an outside wide receiver than he did as an inline tight end. So you mentioned the size catch radius, all that in the middle of the field for me was why I part of the reason why I didn't pick Corey Davis wide receiver. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and the UFC. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Kyle, why don't you start us off here with the offensive line? And if you could, please <laughs> go in order. Surely. Of your offensive line. I can surely do this. So my left tackle, New York Jets legend Mackay Becton at left tackle. Had to get him on here, especially when you take into consideration what the rest of this offensive line is going to look like. Okay. Left guard for me is Shaq Mason. I'm moving him over from right guard to make guard for room for my right guard choice. David Andrews at center from the New England Patriots. So I have a Jet and two New England Patriots. I'm taking Robert Hunt, who was really good as a rookie last year at right tackle. They are likely moving him inside the guard. They think he has all pro potential there. I liked him better at guard than I did at tackle myself in the draft process. I'm putting him at right guard, and then Trent Brown at right tackle. So you are looking at one monstrous offensive line with Becton, Mason, Andrews, Hunt, Brown, punch you in the mouth, Damien Harris running behind it. I like that a lot. Mm. Joe? Send it, my guy. Send yeah, I'd, it. I'd say I think I like my offensive line a lot better than yours. Yeah, so you you took Deion Dawkins and put him at left tackle. Right, because he's yeah. the best left tackle in the division, and it's not that's, close. That's fine, but I'm betting on the ceiling of Mackay Becton. Who I have at right tackle. So you left Trent Brown off. Absolutely. Super leave-offable. Absolutely. You realize how good he was the last time he played for New England. I'll take my I, Dawkins and Beckton. I think I have a better tackle tandem. I, I'm very okay. 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 Um, at left guard, I have Isaiah Wynn from the New England Patriots, moving him from left tackle to left guard, where I think a lot of people kind of thought would be his best spot in the NFL to begin with. My mm -hmm. other guard, Shaq Mason, who was the obvious choice for both of mm -hmm. us. At center, I went with a pass blocker in Mitch Morse from the Buffalo Bills. I, I recognize that he's not like a power drive blocker, but when you get him on the move, in the run game, he's really good at pulling, and the guy hasn't allowed a sack in like 150 years. So uh, making sure that that depth of the pocket is right for Josh Allen I think is really important. 
Kyle, I would just like to apologize to you because uh, Joe was the one today that decided to just go out of order, even though I said it, that if he could go in order when we, when we read the offensive line. So I'd like to apologize. I baited him into it. I yep. baited him into you it. You very much did, but, but <laughs> Joe was just like, <laughs> Joe was like, oh, no, my Kai Beckton's on the right tackle. Well, we didn't get Yeah, there, I felt Joe. like it was right then and there. I was like, okay, well, let's get this taken care of. He's my right tackle. Defensively, how are you guys aligned? You guys have been changing the defensive alignment based on the division a lot lately. 4-2-5. Yeah. Start with our edge rushers. Okay. Carl Lawson, New York Jets, free agent signing. And 2021 rookie Jalen Phillips. It's going to be my choice. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you think that we have, what do you think I have in relationship to you? Do you think we have one the same, two the same, none the same? I think we have one the same. Who's the one? Carl Lawson. I do have Carl Lawson as one of my edge players felt a little dirty picking him to be honest with you, because I want to see him thrive in a full-time role. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yep. <laughs> I think there's like, I want to see that my other choice. I can't believe you didn't think I didn't pick Jalen Phillips. Of course I picked Jalen Phillips, man. I thought it was a spicy take to pick him. No, if you watched him at Miami, it's not spicy. Oh, this is beautiful. Yeah, you know what I think of. I'm not. It's not above me to to say good things about division rivals. I think no, that's one of the things that most that's people. That's what hate I was asserting. Me. I just, I just, I love seeing the. Like, I was surprised that we overlap with Waddle, and I'm surprised that we overlap with Phillips. And there's nothing really? to do with them being Miami Dolphins. It was more you, so. You didn't like, think I was going to have Waddle? I thought it was risky. I, I thought there was a better chance he would have Fuller on than Waddle. Oh no 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 no! Fuller's always no disrespect, but he's injured a lot, right? One injured last year, he just got suspended. That's all right. You know, one thing or another, sometimes not there. You know, so I recognize what he is, what he plays. You know, right, right. Joe, who do you have on the interior? I have, I'll start with a prediction. I have one different than Kyle. Yeah, one that we both have is Quinn and Williams. That's correct. Three tech, that's an obvious choice. I, yeah, like there's not, there's no other conversation. It's, it's Quinn and Williams at three tech. Yes. My one tech, Raquan Davis, Miami Dolphins. Mm. Uh, yeah, man, like just to wa- watching his development last year, playing in the A-gaps a lot for Miami and how he was able to really just own that space and reset the line of scrimmage and you know make plays behind the line of scrimmage going into his second year. And he's a player that you always kind of liked at Alabama. We watched a lot of him at Alabama, it felt like. But you never felt like they quite got it right in terms of where to play him, what size to play him. And I think Miami beefing him up to 350, which is ridiculous, but like we saw him with our own eyes, and he he's he's really well put together for 350, six foot seven. I mean, he's got a ton of length. As that A-gap defender with Quinnen and Jalen Phillips and Carl Lawson, like I was totally comfortable picking him. I like the ceiling there. So we do have overlap with Quinn and Williams. And if I wasn't a Dolphins guy, you know, there's a pretty reasonable chance I probably would have picked Raquan Davis. Um, but I tried to approach this as objectively as possible. And therefore, I did come up with a different answer here. And it's Lawrence Guy from the New England Patriots. So Guy is 315. Uh, he's a better run defender than he is a pass rusher. If you look back over his performance over the last three years, he's been a really, really good presence. You know, technically four years. He came over from Baltimore in 2017 
and he's been really consistent in the run game. He was elite the year that they won the Super Bowl in 2018. And for me, it was just kind of like he's one of those unheralded guys where I'm comfortable playing him in the B gap or the A gap if I have to. Uh, so it gives me a little bit more front diversity than picking a guy like Raekwon, who uh, I would not be putting at four eye or three technique like Raekwon for me, he's head up on the center or he's in a shade off the center. And that, that would really be the only role that I can envision. So trying to stay true to the fact that I'm picking a base nickel defense. Uh, I went with a guy who I thought had a little bit more versatility in Lawrence guy. Hey dude, like, uh, don't let me be the only person with a dolphin the rest of the way. That would that would be good. That's that's uncool. No, I got. No, I can't. You, you, we can both have the dolphin, but I can't be the only one that has that dolphin. You know what I mean? Like that's Correct. a little bit illegal. You know? Correct. Uh, what's not illegal is Built Bars because they are the best tasting protein bar ever. So many amazing flavors. They're all delicious. They're all covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. It's like eating a candy bar, but they are good for you. Bilt Bars are great for anyone who is health conscious. Whether you want to lose weight, maintain weight, or just indulge in something delicious, you have to try Bilt Bars. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high in protein, high fiber. And if you're on the keto diet, they are perfect for that as well. We have a deal for you. Go to BiltBars.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and it'll get you 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BiltBars.com. To the linebackers we go, gentlemen. Joe, why don't here you go. go first here? Okay. At one linebacker spot. And this is, man, this is this was hard for me to pick because we haven't seen him play in two years. But CJ Mosley from the, the New York Jets. Like, if he's healthy, man, like he's the best linebacker in the division. And and um I know that he was really he was He's been healthy his whole career, and then he got injured early in his first year with the Jets, and then he opted out. So it's not – I don't think it's really fair to say that he's injury-prone, but I'm anxious to see him get back. But I know the player that we watched in Baltimore and uh, what he can mean to that Jets defense, and I think just the most sure thing – I know it's hard to say for a guy we haven't seen play football in two years, but uh, I, I think he's – if he's on, he's the best linebacker in the division. My other linebacker is Matt Milano, Buffalo Bills. Uh, need a space player, a matchup linebacker, guy that can run with tight ends and running backs, play in space, pursuit style guy, you know, gritty type player. Had to pick him. I have two Buffalo Bills, Matt Milano, Tremaine Emmons. Yeah. Yep. That's uh, the uh, the main crush for Tremaine Emmons that we talked about yesterday on the Monday show. Uh, is still very much alive and well, despite the fact that he plays for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, complimentary skill sets as far as their strengths. And we talked about Emmons' length yesterday on the show and how much of an impact that can be in throwing windows. And uh, Matt Milano, obviously, really, really good space defender, as Joe said. So uh, Edmonds is a guy who can give me some good pressure opportunities, disrupt throwing windows at the line of scrimmage or in zone coverage. Ton of untapped potential to bank into here as well. Joe mentioned CJ Mosley, a little bit out of sight, out of mind. I know. Yeah. I did did acknowledge him. I also considered Jerome Baker, but I ultimately went with the Buffalo Bills pairing of Milano and Edmonds for my nickel linebacking duo. We're going with three corners, gentlemen. Does that sound yes. okay with you guys? Okay. Yes. So I have three actual corners. Do you? I have three corners. 
Okay. Oh, see what you're doing there. Joe, why don't you go first here? <laughs> okay. Let's go together. Let's go together. Okay, let's go together. I think there's a chance that we might have uh, two different for each of us. Well, I can tell you you've got Xavier Howard on your list. You think I do? Yes. I don't. What? Trust his knee. Don't trust his knee. I'm That's sorry. Awful take. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't trust his knee. He doesn't either. That's why he wants to get paid because he knows it's going to blow out, man. I'm telling you. He wants to get paid because he's 12th in in cornerback pay Nothing this year. Nothing to do he with just the player. Had 10 interceptions. It's nothing to do with the player. Go ahead. Cindy. I'm not, not partaking in going with you anymore. You have to go by yourself. I, well, I, that's why I didn't want to, want to go together because I knew that that would be controversial. So who do I have? I have Trey White, Buffalo Bills. I have Byron Jones, Miami Dolphins. My slot player is J.C. Jackson from the New England Patriots. Xavier Howard, Stephon Gilmore, Tredavious White. I took the three best corners in this division. I don't know if you – Xavier Howard actually – we I knew this was going to happen. He mirrored receivers quite often, and uh, I think it was Mark Schofield for touchdown wired. He was doing a series on like the 11 best players at each I, – I think it's Mark. Please forgive me if it's not. Um and they did the 11 best slot defenders in football last year. Xavier Howard's numbers when he was aligned and targeting the slot was really good. Stephon Gilmore can travel and mirror and follow receivers. It so is Tredavis, smart, by the way. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, so, Joe, you can you help enlighten me on Tredavious's ability to travel with a receiver based on matchups. Is that something Buffalo Sometimes. does, does not do? If it's like DeAndre Hopkins, yes, but it's not like an okay. all-the-time thing. So I got three guys that are all physically capable of shadowing a receiver based on a matchup. And for me, it was, man, I'm really torn because I think these are the three best corners in the division based on their physical talent. Um. Byron Jones, who you had on your list, the big thing for him is finding the football. And he said that you know, they had mini camp and he talked this past week. And he said his big point of emphasis is trying to get his head around quicker, identify the football. But like you've been in the league since 2015 now, like you, you kind of get the sense you are what you are and your ability to identify and create plays on the ball kind of is what it is. So Howard, Gilmore, White, three guys that can travel, best talent in the division was my choices. I feel like the court of public opinion is slandering me right now, big time, because I think, dude, you have Gilmore, Howard, and and White. Like, it's not just that that's a good AFC East trio of corners. It's probably the best trio possible trio, right. just like, based off talent. And I understand I mean, your your decision making process. Right. Throw. I mean, you, what do you throw? Jalen Ramsey, J, Jair Alexander, and, and Marlon Humphrey in the conversation. You got the six best in the league. You know what I mean? Like that's right. that's super rare. And so I feel sort of sort of dumb for not doing that. But I I I feel like I feel like number one, my offensive line was better than yours. But number, number two, <laughs> that. I, I feel somewhat emotionally detached. Here I am. Nobody even knows that it's just me alone right now. I'm the big screen. This is so stupid. <laughs> Shuby's out here putting me on the on the monologue and, and a non-live podcast. Get on your soapbox, brother. Go ahead. I don't even remember what I was going to say. I got to find my sense. Emotionally now. detached. 
Yeah, I feel the most emo- Thank you, Kyle. I feel emotionally detached from Stephon Gilmore and Xavier Howard because I feel like they they play for different teams. Well, perhaps that's what we're going to see happen because they're both holding out. I think there's a really good chance Xavier Howard gets traded. Gilmore too. When's when's the last time the, the Patriots caved and play and paid a guy that was holding out? Right. <laughs> they don't give. They don't. Give, they sent Logan Mankins. They said, "Get out of here." Right, Chandler Jones. Right. Are you kidding me? They're a year. They're always a year too early instead of a year. Yeah, Branch this guy was Super Bowl MVP. They said, "Get the hell out of here." You want more money? You think they're paying Gilmore with the corners well, that they also have on the roster? Yes, but this is Belichick not wanting to look like a clown while Brady's winning Super Bowls in Tampa. So they, they he's I think their entire offseason was out of character. So there's a chance that this could which continue. is going to be re- which is going to be really fascinating to see how it plays. Because it could boom in a big way. But it's also a lot of new pieces in a system that is notoriously complex. So I think that's what I'm fascinated mm-hmm. to see is mm-hmm. how quickly are you able to start when you have yeah. this many new starters, you know, two starting, two new starting tight ends. You bring Trent Brown back, back. That's great. He's familiar with the system. Nelson Aguilar, who else? They signed two more wide receivers as well. Yeah. Kendrick, uh, Kendrick Bourne and Bourne and somebody else. Somebody else. Yeah. What's his name? What's his face? The guy with two arms, two legs and a face. Yeah, um, they got Matt Judon, Devon Godchow. Um, why am I blanking on a ton of guys that they brought in? Uh, Henry Anderson, Kyle Van Oy, um, Van Noy's familiar with the system, so that helps. Trent Brown's back. I think you mentioned him. Mm-hmm. The other uh, receiver, I don't. Maybe they didn't. They have Born Aguilar, Jacoby Myers, and Kill Harry. No, I think that was it. Oh, okay. For big names, yeah. Regardless, they spend a lot of money on guys, and a lot of them are not familiar with how New England operates. So yeah, historically high I money, think, like all time high money right. caliber offseason. Yeah, you guys mentioned John Smith and Hunter Henry, right? Just making sure that was the thing. That was the first thing I mentioned is two okay. new starting tight ends. I just wanted to make sure that we mentioned those guys before people, you know, tweeted at us. Two tight ends, yeah. So yeah, it's that's that's the most fascinating part of the New England Patriots for me. Safeties, gentlemen, two of them you have to give me. Kyle, please go ahead. Jordan Poyer and Marcus May, my duo. Uh, Poyer, really good in coverage. I think he was all around really good this past year. Uh, Gave strong consideration to Micah Hyde as well, but Marcus May is kind of the guy who stepped into the Jamal Adams type role and showcased that he's perfectly capable of fulfilling that. Uh, Kind of my versatile do-it-all. So I got a, a guy in coverage I really like in Jordan Poyer and then Marcus May, who I'm comfortable with doing just about anything and everything, including being a B-level defender as a sub-package linebacker. Pick both of them, Poyer and Hyde. Um, talked about Poyer really good. I mean, for a cover three type scheme, a lot of quarters, they'll play Poyer low a bit and, and Hyde's the the deep one. And I, I call this the, the Micah Hyde stat. Like for the past several years, the the Bills have had the lowest average depth of target against their defense. And that ain't because they have these speedy man coverage corners that can run with people. It's because Micah Hyde plays deep and he limits and takes away so many of those shots down the field. Um, I'm always nervous about speed from the other team's opposing receivers in 
because I, you know, I think about just physical ability to turn and run, but Micah Hyde erases a lot of that. So I, I don't know. I think Hyde's better than, I'm not going to say that they're both really good. Um, Did you give any, cause the reason why I didn't pick Hyde was because my corners are studs like complete studs across the board. So it felt a little less compelled to covet the guy who was going to play deep coverage. Yeah, I think, you know, that's fair. Um, I think it, so what, what you get differently from Hyde to May is a little bit of the low stuff, right? Blitzing and, and playing mm-hmm. uh, in the box where I feel comfortable with Poyer doing that. And so I still kind of wanted that Hyde player. I think Hyde had five interceptions like his first year in Buffalo, and then they just stopped throwing at his guys. Yeah. yeah. So, um, did you select it, Bill Belichick as your head coach? Well, let me get no. to that. It's, it's hard. It's hard to, when you've watched those two play together for so long now, since 17, it was hard for me to pull them apart. But May was the guy that I said, okay, because I think we we're both cognizant of I'm a Bills guy, you're a Dolphins guy. You don't want to just pick every single one of them. Right. Uh, May was the guy that I thought about, but then it was like, I'm not pulling these two guys apart. I went complete homer on the head coach. Did you pick Bill Belichick as your head coach? No. Yes, I I did. I picked Bill Belichick as my head coach, but he has no control over the roster. (laughs) I don't think that's an option. I don't think that's an option. Oh, it is. If he wants to be my head coach, if (laughs) if he shows up to the meeting and is not fine with that, then Sean McDermott, come on down, brother. Right. Yeah, I I went full homer. I'm taking Brian. I'm going for longevity, long play. Flores has done more with less the last two years than any coach in football of coaches who has had that job for the last two years. Cause I know Kevin Stefanski and what he did is a one year coach, one head coach of 2019. So Joe, your full breakdown, please. I have four Patriots, uh, five each on the jets and dolphins and eight on the bills. Okay. I had six for the Patriots, six for the bills, six for the dolphins and four for the jets. Good times. Was there anything that so what's I'm surprised you picked Robert Hunt. That I guess that's the one that was the one that if listen, if I'm not gonna pick Jerome Baker, I'm not gonna pick Raekwon Davis, please excuse me while I find space for Robert Hunt, who I think is gonna have a really, really good year at right guard. And he was transformative when when they put him in at right tackle. It made me really wish that Solomon Kinley wasn't the starter at right guard from the jump to start the season because yeah they had more options to play at right tackle and they chose to play Kinley at right guard and they didn't want two rookies starting next to each other to start the season so by the time Robert Hunt gets into the starting lineup about halfway through the year you get to December and every single chunk explosive play that the Dolphins had whether it's Ryan Fitzpatrick running speed option against the Jets on third down and picking up 14 yards in a late-game scenario, or uh, Savannah Ahmed breaking off a 40-yarder against the Patriots in that fourth-quarter comeback, Miles Gaskin, every single big chunk play that they had hit off the right side behind Robert Hunt. So you take that, you acknowledge his biggest limitation is his pass sets in space, and you put him inside guard, and I agree with the Dolphins that his ceiling's super high. Right tackle going to be Eichenberg? for Miami this year. Uh, that's the ideal scenario. Interestingly enough, they're teasing Michael Dieter potentially getting a shot to start at center too. Hell yeah. Over Matt Skura. If I'm the Miami Dolphins, 
I walk into camp and my my day one offensive line is Austin Jackson's at le- Austin Jackson at left tackle, Solomon Kindly at left guard, Dieter at center, Hunt at right guard, and Eichenberg at right tackle. That and is I say the fail. that is the ideal outcome for the Dolphins. And then I have DJ Fluker as a fallback at right tackle. They just signed uh, Jermaine Illuminor too. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, Jesse Davis can play all five spots in the offensive line. None of them good, but he can play them all. So from a utility perspective, that's great versatility to have as a guy to play swing tackle at the very least. You have New they York got, Jets le- legend Jonathan Hubbard as well. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it would be an interesting kind of science experiment for them. Matt Skura as well, who they signed in free agency to, to kind of help battle for that that center spot. So, I mean, between Dieter Fluker and Davis – you get a bunch of guys with versatility that can play all over the place and kind of do the chess piece stuff, but this is not locked on dolphins. This is draft dudes. We are bringing it to a close tomorrow. We are building the perfect cornerback prospect from 2018 to 2021 prospects, 10 traits. You can only use each one. Once you're going to want to swing by, check it out. Kyle Krabs, Jeremy and Chris Schubert. Thanks always for listening to the draft dudes podcast. Enjoy your Tuesday.